I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sina. Danielle, I do have a bit of good news um, for you. Okay. So, well, I gave you a whole lot of bad news this week, which we won't go into. No. But the good news is that my semester is over. Yay! So now it's just grading all the things. Uh Uh-huh. Over like 400 assignments. It's fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. Um, but I just had my podcasting class finish on Wednesday and I cried. You cried. <laughs> I cried. I say goodbye to all of my classes at the end and like my business classes, like they don't want to be there. So I'm like, listen, thanks for letting me show you how writing can be important. Please use me as a resource after the semester. But in this class, I was like, I usually don't get emotional. <laughs> classes I couldn't hold it together and I was like this class was a dream thank you all very much for being here um and I just I just I like held it together but like a few tears like definitely slipped out and then they all gave me a round of applause oh did they Mm -hmm. do do they stand did they give you a standing o no I didn't get a standing o that's quite all right but I need um, I need to have a talk with these kids (laughs) moments before they left I asked them like what they thought of the class and I always ask my classes like what you know in a way where you feel comfortable you don't feel like it's going to affect your grade share with me things that you think would make the class better so that I can continue to make the class better and so they were doing that but right before that they were like I feel so accomplished in this class I feel like we did so much in this class I don't think I've ever had a class as a student as an undergrad where I've felt that yeah and so I'm like so happy that I could create that for students. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So it's the first time I got to teach the podcasting class through fruition because I taught it once in the pandemic and I had to like switch everything up. But this is the first time I got to run it like the way that I had planned. So there's Lookout World. There's how many students in that class? 12, 11, 13 new podcasters in the world. Hell Yeah. So that's my bit of good news. That is good news. Very good news. So any good news? Do I have any good news? You might might as well use it because we're going to really take it down this episode. (laughs) I don't think I do. It's, you know, every morning when I call my boss, he asks me what the good word is. And I'm always put on the spot like, uh, like I, I don't have a good word. I can't have a good word every single day. That's that's well, asking a lot of me. You could certainly try, but it is a lot. But also, I'm like you for that, what I think is a good word maybe isn't a good word to someone else. So I can't I can't cater to everyone for a good word. I can't uh, think of a generic, you know, universal good word. I no. Hey, listen. When Hitler died, <laughs> uh, the Nazis were very upset, but everybody else was very happy. So 
Good word doesn't work for everybody. It's 7.09 a.m. And that was the only example that popped in my head. <laughs> wow. What a transition. I didn't have right. anything else. And I have not. I have all limited, limited access. My, my brain is on the light version now. Let's pivot out of that real quick. Yeah. We're going to make a sharp <laughs> left turn. The only other good, I have a pup date. Tell me pup date. Isn't, uh, Otis is in therapy training and we have to get him to talk to strangers and he's really bad at it. But our neighbors were outside yesterday and they have a seven month old and Otis and the seven month old bonded and Aww. he kissed the seven month old on the cheek and the seven month old looked at the dog, looked at me and laughed and we all just shared this wholesome moment. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so sweet. Yes. Ugh. Yes. It really was. That kid is so stinking cute and he, uh, he also has a full head of hair. So I'm very jealous. <laughs> Christina has a full head of hair, but wow. also, but when she was baby, she did not. At seven months old, you did not have a full head of hair. When I was a baby, I didn't have a full head. Of, I did not have a full head of hair until I was three and a half years old, if that. Because I have pictures of me in kindergarten, which when I was five, and I look like I have a mohawk. Like it never grew in on the sides of my head. Yeah. Well, thank God it did. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So anyway, now that we raised you up, we're going to bring you down. (laughs) What are we talking about today, Christina? Today we're talking about drive my car. And as Danielle and I go into our feelings, maybe people start to understand what we're talking about by it's, it's, it's not a downer, but it's slow. Now, question for you. When you hear this, the word, the name, Drive My Car, what song do you sing in your head? I'm so happy <laughs> that you did this because I was also thinking about doing this. And there's two. Yeah. So, uh, maybe you can drive my car. The Beatles, that's the one that I sing in my head. Yes. The other one, oh, I forget who sings it. Here in my car. <laughs> So in my head, I sing the Beatles, um, but I was saying drive my car and then Nick started singing here in my car, da, 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 mm-hmm. in cars, da, da. I don't know who sings that song. It's called Cars, but I, I can't remember who, who I don't know it either. It. Okay. Oh, are we looking it up quickly? Yeah, I might. So, so you guys had different... Um, it's not Gary Newman. No. It's called Just What I Needed. No, The Cars by Cars. It's the, yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. The Cars by The Cars. Yeah, it's Car by The Cars. Yes. There we go. But yes, they also sing Just What I Needed. That was going to be the next thing I look up. But uh, yeah, this. So thinking of drive my car it gives you such a happy connotation and then you watch the movie and you're like oh nope none of this none of this there was not a single song in this movie no no score nothing Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. but i will say that there's two types of ratings that i found imdb had it unrated and i was like that's bullshit because when i went on hbo max it said TVMA. So now I'm perplexed because that's a television rating and not a movie rating. And as we've looked up before, television movies are not this long, right? Uh, maybe the rules are different in Japan. I don't know. 
I mean, the one Otto was a TV writer, and she was uh, sending out some pretty explicit stuff for uh, television. Well, yeah, but I I don't know. I'm I'm just wondering because the Academy Awards is an American thing. It's not an international thing, right? I mean, it recognizes international. I think that anyone can. I think that it's open to anyone. Like this was nominated for best motion picture, and right. But I'm saying like Parasite it's not, won a couple of years back. Yes, the Acad, but the Academy Awards are not hosted like the Olympics. Like they're not hosted internationally. It's an American thing. It's isn't it always in L.A. Yeah, it's always or an Hollywood. American thing. But I feel like it's at this point so prestigious that it's gotten global recognition. Well, my point in bringing this up is that we would follow the rules of the Academy and then this would just fall into the foreign film category, not a television. Or maybe that's for... I mean, but the the ratings could just be, like, very different in Japan. Because we're talking about what the movie is rated, correct? So oh, it, could, it could not HBO be... HBO picked it up and... Go ahead, sorry. I mean, it could just not be, like, a TV... I don't know why they're giving it a TVMA rating, but it could just be, like, a different... Maybe they just don't rate it. They rate it differently in Japan and the U.S. When you try to Google it, they're like, I don't know. Yeah, because they didn't have any rating on um, um, IMDb at all. I went by the rating on HBO, but that's true. Maybe HBO bought the rights to it and then gave it an Americanized rating that fit, like, the American consumer. Maybe. Who knows? Because that's where you can watch it, HBO Max. HBO Max, it's, yes, it is pretty explicit. Get some nudity. Yeah, not like, you don't see the things that would flag it as R. Yeah, well, it's definitely not some things that you see on HBO Max, (laughs) Euphoria. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yep, that makes sense. So, can I get into the awards? Please. Okay, so at the Academy Awards, this won the Best International Feature Film. It was nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year, Best Achievement in Directing, and Best Adapted Screenplay. At the Golden Globes, it won Best Picture, uh, Non-English Language, and yeah, that's it. Was it nominated for anything else at the Globes or no? No. Okay. A director and actor watches his wife have an affair. After her unexpected passing, he must learn to cope with these events. He is also putting on an extended release of a play called Uncle Vanya. When actors go awry, our main character may need to step up to the plate. So let's get into our characters. Our main character is... Okay, before I get into them, I'm (laughs) going to apologize now. I do this every time. Like... I am not going to pronounce these names properly. I know I'm not going to announce these, uh, pronounce these names properly, and I am sorry. I'm going to do my best. I'm trying. I'm going to do here. you. I'm going to do you a solid because I looked at all of these people, and a lot of these people on IMDb don't like have photos, don't like have their like pages. So, oh yes. finding interviews with these people and hearing their names is damn near impossible. Yeah. Yeah, these are like there are obviously like the the big act the few like main characters, those are like prominent actors that have their images out there. But 
a lot of them don't and I'm 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 doing my best here. <laughs> um so our main character is y- y- Yukusuye Kafuku played by Hidotashi uh, Nishima Nishima uh, he's a serious theater actor who's dealing with the loss of his child and then his wife Otto played by Reika Karashima Otto it, uh, is a writer mostly for TV Kafuku catches Otto sleeping with actor from with an actor from one of uh, her shows play, uh, Koji Tak Taktsuki, played by Masaki Okada. Uh, he then joins... Okay, so Taksuki then joins the production of Uncle Vanyan. Uh, while doing Uncle Vanyan, after Otto's death, Kafuku works with a few new people. The two new people assisting him in the production are Kuyusu, played by Jin Dae-jean. Uh, and then we find out that his wife is an actress, Lee Yoon. A, played by Park Yu-Rim, and Yuhara, played by Satoko Abi. But most importantly, uh, Karfuku is given a 23-year-old driver named Masaka Watari, played by Toko Mioro. Uh, he never lets anyone drive his car except her. So, let's get into the climax. So, before... Th- the play started. We know that Otto likes telling stories during sex, and she was cheating on her husband. This is what we know. Uh, we are waiting throughout the movie for Kafuku and Taksuki to have a conversation, um, and they do it in the back of the Red Sob, of course. Kafuku tells, um, explains that Otto started telling these stories during sex after the death of their daughter. In the beginning of the movie, she's telling a story about a girl who breaks into her crush's house and leaves trinkets until she gets caught masturbating in his room. Kafuku thinks this is, uh, that she never finished the story, but Tatsuki actually says she did. Um, the girl is met with a burglar who she kills. Uh, she expects attention but gets nothing. Uh, she notices there is now a security camera at the house, and she ends up standing in front of the camera confessing that she killed someone. Then when they are at play practice, uh, Tatsuki is arrested for beating someone up after they took a picture of him, which flashes back to when someone else took a picture of him and he got annoyed uh, because I, he's a famous actor. That person wound up dying uh, with Tatsuki, with Taksuki gone, Kafuku has to uh, either call off the play or take on the role of Uncle Banyan, which we know that he's done in the past and he doesn't like how it makes him feel. He is given two days and <laughs> two, eight, two days to decide, and he asks Masaka if he can if she can take him to where she's from. They go and on a long journey to visit her childhood home that is in ruins after a landslide. She confesses that she, quote-unquote, killed her mom because she didn't help her out of the collapsed house. Kafuku confesses that he wasted time driving around instead of going home the day that Otto died. So he technically killed Otto, and they have a moment, and they embrace. Yeah, well, I think um, Misaki's mom was either bipolar or had multiple personality disorder. And yes. so part of the reason that she didn't call was she, I forget the mother's other name, but I thought it was Sachi. I'm not. Yeah, you're correct. On that. I might be saying it wrong or sp- and or spelling it wrong. <laughs> um, 
And she said, well, I knew if my mother went, Sachi would go with her. And so that's why she didn't really rush to make that call. Yeah. So I understand the reason for your long climax because there really wasn't a climax. (laughs) It was like the whole time we're waiting for the confrontation between these two men where we know that one slept with the other's wife and then that happens and then... you know, you need something to come to a head with these two characters, the the two main characters, really, you know, Fuku and, um, oh my god, I can't remember her name, Misaka, Misaki. And Misaki, yeah. But after the play ended and the main character's wife gives a monologue through sign language about the main character carrying on with his life, this is a parallel. And it hits Yusuke, um, who stepped in to fill the shoes of the character Uncle Vanya in two ways. It hits him in the actual play, right? Because that's a character who's supposed to understand and deal with the fact that he's moving on. But it also helps him to deal with his wife's passing. And, And that in turn helps Misaki because once the play is over, we see Misaki, Yusuke's driver, driving the car without him. It's just her and her dog, the highlight of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) they go food shopping so she drives off on a winding road and the screen fades to black symbolizing that yusuke has kind of surrendered the car which really made him think so much of his wife okay you know i needed that ending explained and that makes a lot of sense that's what I'm taking away. And then I like double checked it with Google because I didn't understand why she had the car. Yeah, I thought that uh, like, I I guess this could go, I didn't know what the relationship was between Kafuku and Masuki. So I was like, oh my God, we're messing up these names terribly. It's Kafuku is the main character is Mr. Kafuku, and then Masaki is the driver. Then who's Yusuke? I don't know who Yusuke is. I thought Yusuke was your main character. No, his name is Kafuku. Oh, is Yusuke maybe his last name? No, his first name is... Kafuku is his last name. Oh, Yusuke. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, But I'd also like to add one more piece here, because yeah, in the ahead. beginning... Um, I think that all of these things kind of happen at the end because in the beginning, he wants to hold on to the car and driving and his independence because he has glaucoma. Yeah. And so, you know, he just, he says, I want this place an hour away and I want to drive. And it, it was kind of like him holding on to one of his favorite parts of being independent. So yeah. I think... You know, she never really wanted him to drive, but like he had the car while she was alive. The car represented his independence and the stubbornness of like, I can still do this. Let me do it while I can. And I think all of that was kind of, it was kind of symbolism of just letting all of these things go. Not necessarily letting go of his freedom, but letting go of the stubbornness behind I have to do this thing and instead he could do other things. Also letting go of his wife because while he's in the car he's always listening to his wife read the other lines of Uncle Banyan. Right, exactly. And then Misaki um, 
has this coming of age moment because now she's in a place where with it's almost like with the car she's able to escape the world that she came from and create a new life for herself yeah so that makes thank you for explaining that because that makes a lot of sense i I tried as as i tried (laughs) So, so what was the rating on imdb all right buckle up buckaroo okay but I don't know if you know what that's from, but Caitlyn Jenner was a character on South Park, and that's the thing that she says, and now I find myself saying it without realizing it. <laughs> um, IMDb, oh, IMDb there you go. gave it a 7.6, but on Metacritic, the Metascore was a 91 and the user score was a 7.4 so on rotten tomatoes the critics gave this a 97 percent what is happening audience gave it a 77 percent these people enjoy their main hobby is watching paint dry well okay hold on can i read my review because you're gonna be like what is wrong with this person okay four and a half out of five stars this is from take a sip of my coffee hold on (laughs) go ahead this movie was completely immersive i watched it twice oh (laughs) six hours you could do a whole season in that time. Roberta, what were you doing for six hours watching this movie? Oh, my God. The lead actor and actresses drew you in emotionally, and the tone and sequencing of the film is engaging. In the second viewing, I became more aware of how the <laughs> words in Uncle Banyan interplayed with the plot and emotional undertow of the lead actors in the film. Beautiful, sad, and in the end, a lovely emotional release. I don't buy this for a second. Let me tell you what my pal Roberta did. Let me tell you. Roberta watched it twice because she didn't know what the hell was going on the first time. And then she decided that she liked it. And then she decided to write a a review that said, I liked it so much I watched it twice. No, Roberta. None of us knew what the hell was going on the first time around. Yeah. We're just just, uh, lone rangers finding the pieces of the puzzle. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I literally it t- I had to watch this in three sittings, and because I didn't have three hours to dedicate to it, I wish I did that because I started it a little after eleven and I finished it at like quarter after two this morning. I warned you. I know. I warned you. I said that it was a it was a long long movie. Told you it was three I hours. I know. I appreciate it. I. I needed that warning because I told Dave and Dave was like, I'm not watching this with you. And I was like, but keep me awake. (laughs) If you fell asleep watching, you've got mail. How could you not fall asleep at this? Well, I could fall asleep standing up. So you can't really go by me. That's for sure. It's slow. God, it's we okay hold on we were talking about this like we have historic christina has historically said that she did not like portrait of a lady on fire how many times over would you watch portrait of a lady on fire over this i would watch portrait of a lady on fire twice yeah three times yeah (sighs) maybe not maybe not three i would watch power of the dog again three times (laughs) yeah there's a theme this year 
of uh, the slowest movie wins the race. But I, we haven't seen Coda, so I we can't. I, I can't make that total. We also haven't seen Licorice Pizza because it's not available. Yeah, can we make and that I'm not available? Going to the movies. I'm a big Hyam fan. Like I want to. I want to see this movie. I really want to. Bradley Cooper's in that one too. Sure. I'm I'm like I like Bradley Cooper, but also I don't get like the big hubbub about him. Oh, I I enjoy him. I enjoy watching him in a serious role. I will say that. Yeah. Um some actors I just don't, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's and like a drop Jamie dead. Fox, what happened? I like uh, Jamie Foxx. I like watching in a comedy role and in a serious role. Like there are a few actors where I can really appreciate them jumping from genre to genre. And I think Bradley Cooper is one of them, especially because it's like, we don't need another hangover movie. No, no. one needs another hangover. No. Like one is enough. Yeah, I know. One, you know? two was okay. Three I didn't watch, but I feel I like- I didn't even watch it. I feel like my dad watches The Hangover 3 and loves it. He's like, oh, it's hysterical. I'm like, okay. You know who'll watch them all because he loves Bradley Cooper, Chris Clark, our pal Chris, who's from Ruminations Pod. Hi, yeah. Chris. Hi, Chris. I remember him when we were in college, just like gawking over these movies. He loved them so much because he, he, I think he really thought also that Bradley Cooper was a very talented actor. Hey, you know what? We can all, we can all like what we like. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm currently rewatching Girls for the umpteenth time. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> okay. You need to get into your review. Yeah, I do. All right. Six out of 10. Sometimes you don't like a movie, but you can admit it's a good movie. All right. I'm going to read this as though I think this is how this person is talking, which is going to be very much like how I read the title. Three hours. It doesn't matter to me the length of a movie or what genre it is. I watch all kinds of movies. This film was like, again, apologize, Nori Bilge Silan or... Andrei Tarkoviki film. This movie was very boring for me from time to time. <laughs> I also never understood the motivation of the main character. I think it's an exaggeration to feel so guilty for someone who has cheated on themselves so many times. Well, sir, I can tell you that feeling guilt is not an exaggeration. I am a true, real, living person <laughs> who feels existential guilt most of the time yeah. so i don't agree with that but i think it's a good movie unnecessarily long nice cinematography sometimes good sometimes boring dialogues sometimes you don't like a movie but you can admit it's a good movie this movie is like one of those movies for me hey say movie one more time movie ah <laughs> <laughs> i agree that the movie is good but I'll never understand the motivation of the main character and found it overrated. Also, the idea of a multilingual theater seemed silly to me. Smiley face. Why should I watch a theater in a language I don't know? I think it's ridiculous. Smiley face. Anyway, it's a good movie, but it's overrated. So to touch on that very quickly, yeah, please, because I got my own opinions on this review. <laughs> if this person is American, okay, I once went to Europe and I was going between Czech Republic and Poland. 
And I realize that people in Czech Republic speak uh, Czech, and then the people in Poland speak Polish. But yes. if you don't know Czech and you're a Polish person, how do you communicate through English? There's like some kind of language there that is a means of communication because it's not like it's very far to go between the two countries. Same thing in Asia. The one girl spoke Korean and uh, Mandarin. Did she speak Mandarin? I think she spoke Mandarin. She well, said Mandarin was her first language. No, the other one was Korean, the one who did sign language. She spoke, I didn't even know this was a thing, Korean sign language. Yeah, she signed in uh, Korean. So when you're in like a big continent like that, obviously there are many different languages and you need something to be a bridge language. And it would make sense that it would be a multilingual theater. Meanwhile, here in America, all we know is English. Language, second languages are not taught normally. How many languages do you know, Christina? Well, I only know one, but... Same. But that's not true because it's a part of the school system now. I mean, it wasn't when we were. No, it's not. It needs to be a lot more. I'm teaching my kids at least five... No, not at least five languages. At least two other languages. How are you going to teach them two languages and you I'm going to send them to school to teach other languages. They okay. need to learn other languages. When you're Careful. young... They're going to start talking shit about you behind your back in Mandarin. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> as long as they learned another language. That's yeah. a big fault in the American, the school system, the American school system. Well, yeah, so we didn't have languages at our grammar school until like seventh grade, and maybe that, sixth grade. That's the problem. You need to start them really, you need to start kids really, really young. And then once you learn a second language, you're going to be able to differentiate two languages and then you can take on more languages. Yeah, that's like what Dave does because Dave speaks, uh, I think he learned Portuguese first at home and then he learned English when he went to school like how my grandmother did it and nope not my mother because she never learned Italian um and then it became like we went out somewhere and he was like this woman's insulting me in Spanish and she doesn't think that I understand her because I'm white but I can understand Spanish because it's a derivative of Portuguese I was like you don't have to tell me I know that it's a Latin language yeah and he was like I know what she's saying and it's not nice <laughs> yeah yeah you got to teach your kids multiple languages and you got to start them young but I thought it was interesting because he's particularly a pale person and when he was like, oh, I understand exactly what she's saying, which I was kind of surprised because, well, I guess not because he understands Brazilian Portuguese as well as, you know, European Portuguese. Mm -hmm. So I guess it would make sense that he would understand non-European uh, Spanish as well. Yeah. But all of that is very interesting to me. Absolutely. As someone who only knows one language, because I also, well, I too only know one language. Yeah, but sometimes I don't even understand people's dialects of English. That's true go to the Baltimore, my family from, I love my family from Baltimore so much, but there are a few of them who have passed on. And my mom would always tease because one of our cousins, but everything was one syllable. Hey, good luck. Make cafeteria one syllable. He could do it. <laughs> have you ever spoken to a person from Louisiana? Like deep, deep Louisiana? No. That, that's an intense accent there. A nice Cajun accent. You have no clue what they're saying. <laughs> So the only other thing that I want to say about this review was I, I think it's ironic because I feel like this person feels such guilt 
for saying that it's a bad movie that he felt the need to say all the reasons why it was a good movie. So gotcha. I thought it was a little ironic that he was like, I can never understand this guilt. Also, I'm so sorry. It's a really good movie. I hate it, but like, it's so good. Yeah. You know what? Okay. That being said, do we want to give some kind of high for this movie? Okay. Yeah. 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 The dog. <laughs> the dog was so stinking cute. I, Otis was passed out on the couch, and I was like, oh, look at you. <laughs> and he came to the front of the car, and I was like, hello. And then Otis got up, and he's like, you want me? And I was like, no, you can go back to bed. <laughs> um, yeah, the dog was really, really cute. There are so two dogs. Good. Two dogs. I only remember the one at the end. There was the one in the middle with the... Um, when you find out that the women, the woman who signs was the wife of the, like, play person. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they had a dog. Yeah. Um, so I also said that I thought that the acting was good and yeah. very convincing. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think the biggest high for me is that when it clicked in my mind... <clears throat> that Masaki is the same age that Kafuku's daughter would have been, I was into it. Like, I was okay, this makes sense. I can see this, like, connection here. Because I really couldn't tell if they were going to try to romantically link these two or not. And yeah, even, I was praying that they didn't. Even towards the end, I was like, please, for the love of God, like, you can hug all you want, have this emotional connection, but please do not have these two get together. Well, no, but then when you think about it, right, and you go back to why he doesn't want her to drive the car, it's because it's like, you know, you are the same age as my daughter. It's kind of like a pride thing at yeah. that point, not because she's a young woman, but because he's thinking of her as his own daughter and he wouldn't want that and that, that he has got glaucoma so it's like the symbolism of like a daughter taking care of their sick father so yeah i yeah also did um, he look old enough to have a 23 year old daughter i i but like we don't look that old so i can't really go based on like how old people look. how old did he say he was oh i don't remember did he say 37 no, it had to been older than that. But he did not have a single gray hair. What is his diet? I need to I know. I don't have a single gray hair. I have I have many gray hairs, so I need to know what he's doing right and what I'm doing wrong. Because <laughs> he's clearly older than me, and I have a lot more gray hairs than him. I don't know, but maybe you need more stress. Oh, okay. I will <laughs> say that this movie is also beautifully shot, like the... The shots that it takes, the, like, tone of the movie has, like, a little bit of graininess to it that I liked. Oh, see, I was going to say that I disagreed with my review in the sense of the cinematography because I feel like I did you a disservice after last week. Shaky Cam is very real, and I feel like you just got, like, a double disservice between the short and this, and it's frustrating. And I was like, I just want to grab my television screen and hold it still. <laughs> That is Personal. true. I don't know. I thought I thought it was okay. I didn't uh I didn't mind it too much, but 
Oh, can we get into our lows? I mean, the oh, big, we already have. The biggest low is that this movie took forever, and every character is so emotionally repressed. Oh my god, just say like, just no wonder they all suddenly burst out into emotion. Just fuck, just, just you know, have an emotional response. Someone seriously have an emotional response because, like, then all of a sudden, you know, the one guy's beating someone up for no reason, and then all of a sudden they're, like, crying at the end. I'm like, this is the most emotion in this movie. What the right, heck? but I'm wondering if, like, that's part of the culture, right? Do you remember when we watched, oh, it was a movie with Aquafina? Oh, uh, the, the long goodbye, the last farewell, something farewell. The, the long goodbye is what we did last week. Yes. But I th- it might have been like the final farewell or yes. like the final four. You know, no, it's something farewell. The final farewell. The, maybe it was just the farewell. Maybe it was. Anyway, my point here is I know that's based in China, but I know that there are some cult. My point is in saying that is that I know that there are some cultures that don't express like their freedom of emotions because it's frowned upon because it's seen as weak because it's whatever the reasoning is behind it. I don't know the culture of Japan that well. And I'm not saying that Japan is like China, but I'm just saying that there are other cultures out there that don't feel the need to express emotion. (laughs) Like like the UK. I once raised my voice in King's Cross Station and I got dirty looks at me because I raised my voice. But really, I was just talking normally. (laughs) Well, I know that. Um, But yeah, the only time people speak loudly in in England or in London that I've seen is when they're shit-faced. And yeah, yeah. Then screaming outside. But other than that, they're very like, very refined. Um, And then you have cultures like um italian and greek and ecuadorian from my experiences where you say hello and goodbye to every single person you talk about things right from my experiences meeting people from those countries it's very different it's vastly different also i went to ecuador like two weeks before i went to london and it was like a big fucking culture shock yep i could imagine (laughs) but and, and so the other thing was, I was like, why are they wearing masks all of a sudden? They weren't wearing them at any other point. And Dave came down the stairs and popped in his two cents. And he was like, oh, well, you know, in certain countries, pollution is just normal. Like there's just some days where it's very high. So everybody has to wear masks. And I was like, ah, OK, so maybe it's not. I thought my initial thought was it's wrapped around the pandemic. They're trying to show that time has passed, but I didn't have a time lapse. And he said, nope, sometimes it's just Tuesday. You have to wear masks. Yeah, I mean, that's even in San Francisco, like the sometimes the smog can be so bad that you can't leave your house without a mask. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was my long answer to I'm not sure if that was done because it was a cultural thing or if it was because it was poor writing. Yeah. Also, uh, there's not a single co- like moment of comic relief in this movie. Oh, no, it, not at all. It killed me. It honestly killed me. Like I have no problem with dramas, but do do something. Like me, like I need to laugh at something. Yeah, the dog, the dogs were like the only thing that made me feel a small moment of joy. Yeah, it was it was rough. This movie was rough, and I was like, I mean, like the I will say that the pacing with a few scenes 
were not bad. Like, I think I wrote down, where did I write it down? I wrote it down later, but I'm just going to say it now because I guess it's like more of a high than an expectation. But the the one where he walks in on his wife, that was paced well. Mm-hmm. The one where he confronts the police officer, I'm sorry, he confronts the main character and says that he has to be escorted out with the police. I thought that was um, not a lot happened, but I thought it was paced well to the point where you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, is he going to lose his mind? Um, and then the coming of age realization in the snow. Maybe it was because I was waiting on the anticipation of please don't have them make out. Yeah. But I thought that those three scenes were paced really well. But those were three small scenes in a three two hour and 59 minute movie can we talk about how they didn't run the credits until minute 40 yeah i didn't understand that yeah i was watching this i'm like okay i'm gonna watch an hour right now maybe a little bit more and then all of a sudden the credits start running i'm like the credits haven't even gone yet yeah not a minute 40 but like an hour like an hour into it right it's like 40 minutes into the movie yeah ridiculous did i say a minute 40 yeah, you said a minute 40. Okay, but I no, I meant out. 40 minutes into the movie, they started running the credits. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if, like, that was, like, the cold open for a movie, but it was long. It was long. Ugh, too long. Well, I, I had to eat to stay awake. I don't yeah. know about you. Yes, I did. So, what did you have? Well, we went to Target right before um, I started watching this, and we ate dinner, like, super late because Otis had school, so I had to do all these other things, which is why I didn't start this until like 11, after 11. Um, so to stay awake, I ended up eating the entire bag of Siete cinnamon sugar twists that I bought at Target. Ooh. They are so good. I've never they had are, those. They're made with coconut sugar. Like F- Siete is a wonderful brand. It's expensive, but like, you know that every single ingredient is non-processed so like i know when i buy something like that and it's like oh these are chips like i might feel like crap or oh this is kind of like dessert nope because every single ingredient is like not processed it's made with avocado oil not vegetable oil like it's it's a solid choice if i want to eat something but not feel like crap gotcha um i didn't expect to eat the whole bag So this was a sacrifice that I had to make to stay awake during the movie. And I would like to say that I made a fresh cup of coffee to sit down to watch this. And I was still like, like Dave came down the stairs and my head was back at one point. I had to rewind the movie so that I didn't miss anything. And he was like, "Mm, sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so the biggest thing when eating while watching this movie is you can't, eat something that's going to take your attention away from the screen because right. you need to be reading what's on if you do if you do not speak Japanese you need to be reading what's on the screen so I watched this in three parts the first part I drank a beer I had um the small change a little rain American pale ale which I had yeah. when you were over I don't know if you remember drinking it I do I do I remember that it I don't know why I bought a pale ale thinking it wasn't going to be hoppy because it was pretty hoppy. Um, um, because it's not an IPA, so sometimes yeah. they're a little bit lighter, but there are many times where they taste exactly the same, like the pale ale from the Costco 
pack we did, the German beers. It yeah. was basically an IPA. Yeah. Um, it was okay. I I enjoyed it. Um, I did think it took me some time to drink it. It's not something that you can drink very easily and smoothly. Mm. Um so that was hour one. I drank a beer. Hour two, I had just like a glass of seltzer, but I put some lemon and lime in it. And I've been doing that a lot recently, and that's been really good. Mm. Hour three, I didn't have anything, but we both agreed that you would need an espresso martini to watch this movie. Oh, yes. You need the shot of espresso, and you need a little bit of alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, or a vodka and Red Bull, depending on uh, <laughs> depending on depending on how sleepy you are. I could have probably switched over to the vodka Red Bull. A four loco from two thousand and nine. Oh my god, that'll send you right over the edge. Yeah, right right away. You'll be doing zooms around the apartment. Zoomies. Um, my expectation. I really didn't have a lot going into this. The only thing I saw was the the film poster that was advertised on the Academy Award website and the fact that it was a foreign film. And I guess the fact that you told me that it was long because you watched it before I did. I started watching it. And then you're like, oh, you want to record mo- uh, Monday? And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not going to finish this by Monday. And I know. that was I think Sunday if I night. Monday, though, I would have sat down and watched it right away. And because we didn't, I was like, we need to extend it. We need to extend it. And here we are Friday morning. <laughs> Yeah, you are getting this audio fresh. I am just going to post this. Oh, this is a live, a live recording. Yeah, once you get this notification, we have just recorded this hours before posting it. You're hearing the theme song and then it's fresh. (laughs) That is us. (laughs) Like you're talking to us, like we're on a phone call with you. This is it. Um, We are live. (laughs) I don't know why the first thing I thought of when I saw the, the the poster was Driving Miss Daisy. I've never seen Driving Miss Daisy. I know it's like a very important film, but just that's what I thought. And I, I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be this long and this slow. It was just so, it was terrible. It wasn't terrible. I'm feeling guilty for saying it was terrible, but it was, it was just... Oh, God, it didn't need to be this long. Ugh. So what I wrote in my notes was some, like, part of the review that I used from, like, Power of the Dog. I think that this was a really interesting story, just told in a not as effective as it could be way. Yeah, I agree. And also, the genre, according to Google, is drama, so I was expecting a little bit more gossip or taboo phrasing, um, dramatic reveals. And other than the three scenes that I mentioned where the pacing was good, I felt like that wasn't happening. Yeah, I agree. Like it was essence of drama, not drama. Yeah. It's like when you order like orange juice and they're like, sorry, we're out of orange juice, but we have citrus flavored seltzer. It's like, I wanted orange juice. I wanted my whole mouth to feel orange juice. Now you're going to hit me with seltzer that when I basically exhale, I taste little like bits of orange, like flavor with no sugar in it from the orange. That's, 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 that's an, ex- of, that's an excellent way to describe it. 
You're doing great. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Like you are doing yeah. a great job. Yes. All right. That's exactly how it felt because yeah, I, I agree with that hundred percent. Cool. So the put in parentheses aren't orange flavored seltzer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, did you have an IRL moment? Cause I did. I thought I did. And then I forgot it. You did. Let me tell you what it is. What? Because I think you're going to find this funny. When he was playing the Skype music, I started dancing. <laughs> if you don't know, we record over Skype. And every time the do, 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 boo, do, 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 do. One, one of us calls and the other one's dancing. We're on all just screen. dancing. <laughs> God bless you. Ooh, raw and uncut sneeze. <laughs> Thank you. This is, that sneeze is staying in. <laughs> it it's authentic it is authentic oh my god yeah you know that's that's a very good point that yes do 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 boop boop i said it out loud at that point dave was still here before he was like well i'm gonna let you go and he went upstairs i was like oh i found my irl moment one last thing i have to write about in my notes (laughs) oh my goodness so we did it and we never have to do it again (laughs) Yeah, we're not watching this a second time. Sorry, no. Roberta M. We are not watching it a second time. I would just like to find the dog in the IMDb um, listing. Yeah. That dog I would follow again. I would watch more movies with that dog. That dog was really, really cute. So cute. Oh, my God. Um, also, the next dog I get, I want to name him Winston so I can yell at him like Schmidt. You know, Winston! That's what I'm going to do. 100 percent don't thought into this don't bring up new girl because i will go on a whole tangent about it i i'm feeling in a tangent mood and we gotta end this did we do a best of new girl i don't know if we did or not um because that maybe should be a thing that we do at some point i feel like we did and maybe we should do another one was it our like our lost spongebob episode no we definitely did a best of new girl yeah we definitely did because you didn't finish it and we talked about it yes we did okay Anyway, we'll save you another tangent. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey It's Two Girls. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Classic Cena. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. You can send us emails with reviews, recommendations, suggestions. Um, two girls watch TV at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. Check out the blog Beer Coffee Donuts and the YouTube channel Two Girls Drink Beer. And in two weeks, starting in June, we're going into Mel Brooks Month. So send us your suggestions. Yes. Only Mel Brooks films. Only. Only. Let's level the playing field. He can either have created or and or acted in them. Oh, so Little Rascals is on the table. Yeah. I love the movie Little Rascals. It could be on the table. And you know Anything, what this... It's Mel Brooks month. So as long as Mel Brooks was involved in the movie, we're doing movies, not television. Because um, there's a whole season of Curb Your Enthusiasm that Mel Brooks is in. And I'm not going to sit down and watch it again. You know what the sad part is? I'm, I bet you a lot of money Little Rascals is rated lower than this movie. That's a damn shame. Yeah. I want to do the producers. You want to do the producers? I love that movie musical so much <laughs> i want to do um young frankenstein i haven't watched that in a minute oh my god so good all right well little rascals is a 23 percent. what a shame all right i gotta go 
That's it. I'm That's pissed. where you draw the line. This is ruined my Friday. I need to leave. <laughs> well, we started with extreme energy and we ended with extreme energy. And I would just like to point out that those moments did not involve this film. <laughs> no, because this movie had no extreme energy. All right. Yeah. We really got to go now. <laughs> All right. That's it. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.